0: praise the lord hallelujah praise god children of god lift up your voice and appreciate god let's magnify him tonight let's give him all the glory let's give him all the praise he's a great and mighty god he's worthy of our praise he's worthy of our adoration lift up your voice tonight and appreciate him our god is a great and mighty god adore him adore him reverence his most holy name he's a wonderful god he's an excellent god there is no like our god is the first and the last, is the Alpha and the Omega, the one who knows the beginning from the end, appreciating the one who daily loads us with benefits, the one who has given us life. Thank you, thank you, Father, the one who gave us breath. Lord, we give you praise, we give you thanks. We say thank you for keeping each and every one of us up to this moment. It is not by power, it is not by mind, but by your spirit you have preserved us and kept us alive we appreciate you lord we appreciate you lord thank you father we give you praise and honor in jesus name we have given thanks father again tonight we are prepared to receive your word we pray and ask that let your word have a free course among your people tonight teach us your word by your spirit and let your spirit minister this word to us again and again after this meeting tonight in jesus name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. All right. Tonight I will be sharing with us a message entitled "The Parable of the Sower." Praise God. The Parable of the Sower. All right. This um parable is repeated in the first three Gospel of the New Testament. It is recorded in uh, Matthew chapter 13. The parable of the sower is recorded in Matthew chapter 13. It is also recorded in Mark chapter 4. And is also recorded in Luke chapter 8. So Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they chronicle these um, events, or rather this parable that was introduced by Jesus Christ. the multitude praise god now uh, parables are short stories parables are short stories or illustrations that are hard to comprehend praise god parables are short stories or illustrations that are hard to comprehend okay you will get to know that in a moment because most of the time jesus christ Christ makes use of parables and the disciples will come again and meet him in the closet and ask him master what did you mean by that illustration that story today because even they themselves couldn't understand what those parables uh mean praise god so jesus christ will start explaining those parables one after the other to them. Of course, there are many parables that Jesus made use of while he was with the disciples. But our main job concern tonight is going to center around um, the parable of the sower. Praise God. The parable of the sower. Now I'm going to read from two translations. I'm going to read from the New King James Version, and, I will, and I'm also going to read from the Living Bible. Praise God. Mark chapter 4 from verse 1, and again he began to teach by the sea, and a great multitude was gathered to him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Verse 2. Then he taught them many things by parables. And said to them in his teaching. Verse 3. Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. Verse 4. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside. And the belts of the air came and devoid Verse 5. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth. And immediately it sprang up because of no depth of air. Verse six, But when the sun was up, it was scorched. Praise God. It was scorched, that is, it was burnt. It was scorched, and because it had no roots, because it had no roots, it withered away. Verse 7, And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. Verse 8 But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some thirty-fold, some sixty, and some a hundred. Verse 9 And he said to them, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, this is the purpose of the parable. But when he was alone, I'm reading verse 10 now. But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve, as the twelve disciples, asked him about the parable. And he said to them, to you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. That is, the parable that Jesus Christ used was a mystery. Right? It was a concealed illustration which um, was not intended for everybody to understand what it was all about. Right, the, the, the parable was not designed for everybody to understand what it was except for those who really care. Verse 11, And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. That is, those who are not among my faults, the, the, the multitude, the mist multitude, the crowd who are not among my inner uh, members, my true disciples. Verse 12 So that seeing they may see and not perceive. Praise God. And hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. So we can say not everyone understood the message of Jesus Christ. We also have that in the church today. Okay? We have that in the church. There are many persons that will be shouting when the service is on, when the pastor is preaching. Not that they even understand what the pastor is saying. Praise God. They are just excited for nothing. They are not even understanding a bit of what is being taught. Praise the Lord. Why? This um, parable shows to us that there are four uh, sets of individuals we have in the church, or four sets of group of people we have in the church. Okay, there are four sets of groups we have in the church. The first one was the, the, those who, who, who received the word by the wayside, right? The seed that fell by the wayside, and the one that, the other that also fell um, among the stone, the one that fell among the thorns, the one that fell on the good ground. These are four categories of um, um, people that were with Jesus Christ, and we still have these four categories of pe- people in the church as we speak today. Praise the Lord. So the multitude were there. They were not um, understanding what Jesus Christ was saying. But because of the food, the miracle, the signs and the wonders that were happening, they decided to be following him, joining with him from one point to another. Not that they understood what he was teaching. Praise God. And they didn't even bother. They didn't even bother. So we also have it in the church today there are many that come to church services week in and out come to make noise they have never for once sat down with their bible they have never for once met with their church leaders to ask them what is this passage of the bible talking about not for once not for once praise god now the parable of the sower explained the parable of the sower was explained by jesus christ now that the disciples have asked him. Verse 13, And he said to them, Do you not understand these parables? How then will you understand all the parables? Praise God. How then will you understand all the parables? Now remember, these parables were all pointing to the kingdom of God. Praise God. All the parables were all pointing to the kingdom of God. Verse Fourteen. The sower was the word. Praise God. Sorry. The sower sows the word. So, the seed there represents the word. Alright? The seed there represents the word. The sower sows the word. The word there can also be referred to as the sermon. Can also be referred to as the message. Praise God. The sower sows the word. The same way the preacher also sowed the word today. Verse 15. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. And when they hear, and when they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. Those were the people who received the word by the wayside. The word this stay... Long in, in their heart. He said, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. Why? Because the word did not take uh, uh, deep roots into their heart. Praise God. So there are persons, there are a group of people, there are individuals that come to church today. They hear the word. But immediately they leave the church service. Immediately the church um, roundup or the church service is over. The devil come in to take the word away from them. Their friends friends coming to take away the word from them. Praise the Lord. I hope you are following me. Now verse 16. These likewise are the ones sown On stony ground. who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Alright? They immediately receive it with gladness. Verse 17. And they have no roots in themselves. Little were they different from the one who received the word by the wayside. It says, and they have no roots in themselves. The world couldn't grow in them. Why? And so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the world's sake, immediately they stumble. Now, the problem that this second group of people have is this. They couldn't stand the tests. They couldn't stand the pressure that accompany what they believe. Praise God. So we, we cannot call these ones disciples. Why? Because they, these ones were not prepared for the battle that was going to come as a result of the war that they have received. They weren't willing to endure tribulation. They were not ready to face persecution why? Because the word has no roots in them, in themselves. The root have no uh, sorry. The word has no roots in them. The word have no place in them, though they were quick to receive the word. But the word failed to find expression in their lives. And we also have this group of individuals in the church today. Little are they different from those? Who receive the word by the wayside? Praise God. So um, let's read verse seventeen again. And they have no roots in themselves. Or let, let's back, let's back it to verse sixteen. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. The ground there represents the heart of the people. Just like when a farmer goes to, go to the farm to sow a, a seed, the seed is sown on the ground, not on the wood, not on the tree, but it's sown on the ground. So the word of God is also sown on the ground that is in men. And that ground that is in men is their heart. Praise God. The ground that is talking about here represents the heart of the people. These, likewise, are the one, ones sown on stony ground who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. They are happy that the word came. They are happy. They are happy. They are joyful. Verse thing, And they have no roots in themselves. Though they cherish the word, though they make a lot of noise though they were they they, they became rowdy when the when the word came but the word was not deeply rooted in them because when persecution came when tribulation came as a result of what they believed they fled away they fled away and they had no roots in themselves, and so endure only for a time. The word only endure in them for a time. So the difference between the, the first group of individuals and the second group of individual is the time. Praise God. The time, the first group of individual, theirs was immediate, immediately. But those who fell in the second category, theirs was not immediate. It endured for a time. Theirs endured for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the world's sake, immediately they stumble. Immediately they run away. These are the ones that make a lot of noise. That we will stand for the gospel. We will lay down our life for Jesus Christ. Just. The way Peter boasted that Jesus Christ, don't worry. I will lay down my life for you. I will die for you. You are not going to die. These are the people that pride themselves in the world. But when persecution comes, when tribulation comes, they give up the faith. Verse 18. Now these are the ones sown among tongues. That's tough place they are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world and the cares of this world this, this is the third category of the group of people in the church Now these are the ones sown among tongues they are the ones who hear the world and the cares of this world the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things, entering in, choke the world, and it becomes unfruitful. The desire to acquire all worldly riches, the desire for self-pleasure, the desire for covetousness, the desire for greed, Their desire to gain the world caused these ones to bring forth um, unfruitful um, seed. Right? They they weren't even fruitful anyway. Praise God. He made them into trees that could not bear fruit. Let's put it that way. Praise God. They only became a tree that was barren. Praise God. They only really became a tree that was barren. Why? Because they were so much more after the things of this world. And you remember, Jesus Christ warned his disciples concerning for this world concerning the love of money, concerning covetousness, they warned them seriously about these things. Now, this is the reason why the third group of individuals could not make it to fruitful vine. Praise God. But look at the the fourth group of people in the church. But these are the ones sown on good ground that their heart was prepared to receive it. Just like those children of Berea in, um, in, in, in Thessalonians, in Acts chapter 17. It said these ones, their heart was more open to receive the word. How? When they returned back home, they examined the scripture moving from page to page to check of a true if what the apostles were preaching were the right teaching. Praise God. Let's go to Acts chapter. Turn with me to, that, to Acts chapter 17. Let me show you something there. Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17. Okay. Let's read from verse 10. Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to burial. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. Verse 11. These were more fair-minded, that is, they were prepared, their heart was open, than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness and said the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. You see, they went back and said the scripture to check if what they were taught were really so, according to what was In the Bible, it said they were were fair-minded. They were prepared. You see, those ones that received the word by the wayside, they were never prepared. The first category of people, second category, the third category, just as we have it in the church today, they are not prepared for anything. They only take the path that can please them. They can't be rebuked. They can't be corrected. They are just like the children of the Jews under the Old Covenant who told the prophets, do not prophesy doom or evil to us. Only prophesy good things to our hearing. Prophesy sweet things to our hearing. Don't remind us of the fact that we have sinned against our maker. Don't remind us that we are walking in iniquity. Don't remind us that we have transgressed against the law of God, but only tell us that we are upright, we are good in all that we are doing. Tell us sweet things, but don't rebuke us. We have all manner of these individuals in the church today. They cannot be instructed. They cannot be taught. Why? Because they are only looking for the part of the world that can please them. This was a problem that these first categories of individuals were having. Praise God. This was their problem. This was their problem. And this was the reason why the world could not find expression in their life these are the ones who got born again they believe in Christ and came into Christianity because of what they wanted to gain because they thought that Jesus Christ was a means for what? self-profiting that is the reason why the word couldn't find any expression in them because they already have a wrong notion about the kingdom of god so they became an iroko tree they became tissues and they became biria they became figs they became useless they became tree without fruits why because the word didn't find expression in them. Verse 20, but these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word accept it. You see, there's a word, you know, they hear the word. Right? The first, second, and third category of individuals also hear the word. Okay? now, this uh, uh, last set of individuals, these ones also hear the word, they accept it. Look at that word, accept. Praise God. One thing is to hear. It's possible to hear something and not accept it. So those individuals, they hear. Praise God. They heard the message preached. They claim as if they were accepting but they were not accepting it. But these ones here now, they hear the word, accept it, and did not just stop at accepting it. They bear fruit with it and bear fruit. Praise God. So I told you one thing is to hear, another thing is to accept. Hear again now. Another thing it will also take you after accepting to bear fruit. The kingdom does not end with hearing. It has to go with what? Acceptance. It does not end with acceptance. It has to do with bearing fruits. From hearing to acceptance, from acceptance to bearing of fruits. So those that received the word immediately that the satan came to snatch the word away from them. And those who received the word in the second stage, among the, their heart was stony. You see, their heart was stony. The first set of people that received the word, those ones were wayward. By their wayside, they were wayward people. They are the third set of people that received the word where pleasure-filled, pleasure-consigned, self-consigned, flesh-consigned, full of selfish and personal aggrandizement. Praise God. Now, let's read from the Living Bible. Let's see what little Bible we'll have to say. Mark chapter 4, verse 1. Once again, an immense crowd gathered around him, as Jesus, on the beach as he was teaching. So he got into a boat and sat down and talked from there. So the, the crowd made nothing to Jesus Christ. Because he knew that many of them were there just for their stomach sick. And we also have large congregation in church today. Majority of them are there for their, their stomach sick. Not because they want to hear or imbibe the word into their life. That is the reason why we must stop looking at crowd. We should be looking out for disciples, not crowd. Verse 2. His usual method of teaching was to tell the people stories, which is the parable. One of them went like this. Verse still didn't listen, a farmer decided, as a sower, Kim James make mention of. A farmer decided to sow some grain, which is the word now, as he scattered it across his field, some of it fell on a path as a wayside, and the birds came and picked it off. The hard ground and ate it. Verse 5 to 6. Some fell on thin soil with underlying rock. It grew up quickly enough. These ones were quick to run with the world. They want, you will have them today. We have young ministers. Old old ministers cannot instruct. Why? Because they believe they know more than the old ministers. Why? they have caught up with new revelation. They call it Rema, New revelation. They can' quote all the Greeks. You, you, you see, these were the situation of those people. Some fell on thin soil with underlying rock. It grew up quickly enough, but soon wilt beneath the hot sun and died because the roots had no nourishment in the shallow. So, so they run. They have the message of grace that they are preaching, but they are preaching into their own ruin. They are preaching into their own destruction because they are not willing to lean. The word has no fine expression in them. Other seed fell among tongues that shut up and crowded the young plants, so that they produced no grain verse 8 but some of the seed fell into good soil and yielded 30 times as much as he had planted some of it even 60 or 100 times as much if you have ears listen as verse 9 now verse 10 afterwards when he was alone with the 12 and with his other disciples with the 12 and with his other disciples not the crowd now You see, not the crowd. They ask him, what does your story mean? Verse 11 to 12. He replied, you are permitted to know some truths about the kingdom of God that are hidden to those outside the kingdom. That crowd you were seeing, those one were outside. The crowd you see in our churches today, many of them are outside the kingdom. They are not inside the kingdom. Though they see and hear, they will not understand or turn to God or be forgiving for their sins. But if you can't understand this simple illustration, what will you do about all... Sorry, if you can't understand this simple illustration, I'm in verse 13 now, what will you do about all the other I am going to tell you? Verse 14, The farmer I talk about is anyone who brings God's message to others, I think this part is clear here now. The farmer I talked about is anyone who, brought, who brings God's message to others, trying to plant good seed within their lives. The hard part, talking about the one of four, by the way, the hard part we where some of the seed fell represent the hard hearts. Of some of those who hear God's message, Satan comes at once to try to make them forget it. There are people like that in the church. Their heart is hard, as strong as a stone, not willing to change. Though they are hearing the word, they hear, they don't do. Verse 16 The rock, the rock soil. Represent the hearts of those who hear the message with joy. But like young plants in such soil, their roots don't go very deep. And though at first they get along fine, as soon as persecution begins, they wilt, they run away. They run away. Now if you have, if you have, if you have been following my my, my uh, series on, um, my series of teaching on the cost of discipleship, this will give you a better understanding of what I'm teaching in that series. These ones are not fit. They go to church. they even call them church members. but these ones, they are benchwomen, they are churchgoers, they are not disciples of Jesus Christ and they will not be disciples of Jesus Christ. Verse 18. The stony ground represents the thorny rather the stony ground represents the hearts of people who listen to the word, who listen to the good news and receive it. Okay, this one they even receive. They listen and they receive it. But all too quickly, the attractions of this world and the, and the delights of wealth. There is attraction. That is why um, John, the book of 1 John told us that though we are in this world, but we are not of this world. What does that mean? We shouldn't be attracted by uh, the, the things of this world. We shouldn't be attracted by the love of money. We shouldn't delight our, ourselves. Uh, Instead of delighting ourselves in God, then we delight ourselves in wealth. And the search for success, I like this expression, the search for success, believers don't search for success. Listen to me clearly. Born-again Christians don't search for success. And they don't delight themselves in wealth. And they don't allow the world to attract them. And the search for sources and lure of nice things come in and crowd out God's message from their hearts so that no crop is produced. These ones were getting along well. They were getting along well until they started fancying the things of this world. Then they left. What they were called to do, to follow the pleasure of this world. Verse nineteen, but all too quickly. Okay, I've read that before. Verse twenty now, but the good soil represents the hearts of those who truly accept God's message. These ones truly accept God's message and produce a plentiful harvest for God. Remember, Jesus Christ said, I called you. You have been with me. I have chosen you so that I may send you out. I'm sending you out that like you will bear fruit. And the fruits you are going to bear, that they also may walk. Abide in the kingdom. But the good soil represents the hearts of those who truly accept God's message and produce a plentiful harvest for God. 30, 60, or even a hundred times as much as was planted in their hearts. The hearts of the people still remain the problem of the people in church. I've been able to show to you the four categories or the four types of group of people that we have in the church. And it is hard today to see the fourth set in most of our churches today the ones that are really producing fruits. The ones that are really working for the progress and for the advancement of the kingdom. They are lacking. Jesus Christ, one day saw the multitude. He told the disciples, he said, the harvest truly, indeed, is plentiful. But the laborers are few. Those that are to be sent, they told the harvest field. They are few. No wonder the Bible said God sought for a man. And God is this sorting for men today who will be willing to open up their hearts genuinely to follow him. Not because of what they want to get, but for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of the souls of men. God sought for a man. God look for a man that he can use. And this hour are you willing and ready for him to use you? How prepared are you? Are you teachable? Are you correctable? Can you be instructed? Can you be corrected? Can you be rebuked? Can you be, re- be reproved? That is the problem we are having today. We have many church goers, but a few disciples. Jesus Christ had it in his ministry too. The crowd is not what makes things happen, it is the few among the crowd that make things happen notice in john chapter 6 when there was a, a miraculous supply of uh, bread and uh, fish you know a lot of bread came out of five loaves of uh, bread and uh, two fishes they had abundance of fishes. If you look at the accounts very well, Jesus Christ only called his 12 disciples. He didn't call any other persons to join them. He didn't call the crowd to join them to share. He said, Tell them to sit down 50-50 in number. Then you distribute to them. When Moses And the children of Israel left the land of Egypt. The missed multitude was also among them. They were the ones that continued to murmur and murmur until their murmuring affected the entire 23,000 that first fell in the wilderness. The 23,000 that first died in the wilderness why because of the murmuring from what the crowd and the missed multitude praise god so we must prepare our hearts so that the word of god will find expression in us and by so doing we will what bear fruit In their 60s, in in their 30s, in their 60s, in their 100s. This is what the Lord wants from us. Now let me read that Acts chapter 17. Again now, let me use the Living Bible. Acts chapter 17 from verse 10. That night, the Christians hurried Paul and Salas, and Salas to Berea. And as usual, they went to the synagogue to preach. But the people of Berea were more open minded than those in Thessalonica. Those who were not prepared to receive the word at all. And gladly listened to the message. They searched the scriptures day by day. Disciples search scriptures day by day to check up on Paul and Salah's statements to see if they were really so. No wonder Paul said, we didn't preach ourselves. We preached Christ and him crucified. These people would have listened to them thereafter if what they taught them They couldn't find them in the scripture. How many of us go back home after church service to listen again to the message we were taught? How many of us return back home again to read the scriptural references that was given to us during church service? Very few of us. Very, very few. Inside that large crowd, only few of them came to meet Jesus Christ and asked him, What do you mean by this parable? The crowd mixed with multitudes were not concerned about that. So, how is your heart today? How is my heart? Are we prepared to run with this message? Are we prepared to preach this message? Are we prepared to bear fruits for Christ? To turn the eyes of men away from the world to the kingdom? Are we prepared? What category of what category do we fall into? Is it the first, the second? the thought, or the fault. We must have to fall into one of them. Praise God. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. So meditate upon this as you return back home tonight. Are those of you that are listening to this message on the internet, have you started working for Christ? Are you doing what he said you should do? Is your heart sincere? Are you faithful enough? Are you bearing fruit with what you have been called to do? Or you are just a bench woman? You are just a church goer? It's time to wake up from your slumber. It's time to grow beyond being a church goer. To become a re-servant. To become a re-son who is Ready to serve the father till i come your way again next time may the lord god bless you and keep you in jesus name god bless you